Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're on every day from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, you go to the iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. Pick up what you missed. And uh, right now, we're going to talk with uh, John Eastman. Uh, his name has been in the news. He's uh, supposed to be co-conspirator number two in the latest Trump indictment. He was formerly the dean of Chapman Law School, and he was a Trump legal advisor uh, during the crazy days after the election uh, and around January 6th when the riot happened. Um, and it was supposedly, if you believe the news reports, and we'll talk to Eastman more about it, that it was Eastman's idea to um, uh, present Mike well, Pence with a, a different set of electors from various states. Let me read from the indictment the exact words. Not very long. Co-conspirator 2, an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceeding to obstruct the certification of the presidential election. And we did say yesterday quickly that we thought that was John Eastman, and it mm-hmm. appears that that's who they're referring yeah. to. Now, again, he's not charged. He's just named as a co-conspirator in the indictment against Trump. These were separate lists of electors that they wanted Pence to consider as legitimate, which would have tipped various states from the Biden column to the Trump column and given Trump the presidency, according to this legal theory. Let's get John Eastman on here. John, how are you? I'm well. It's been a long time since I talked to you guys. I well, hope you're doing well. Well, we're fine. Well, you've been very busy in recent years. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, well, are you, are you here to say that you are a co-conspirator number two? Well, you know, there are about a dozen references in the indictment to co-conspirator two, and some of them quote directly from emails and speeches I gave that are all very public. So it didn't take much of sleuthing to connect the dots on that one. Do you? So nobody, nobody reaches out to you formally and tells you this then? No, no, no. It's just we read it and said, oh, that's from my email. I guess that's me. (laughs) Do you think uh, you're going to get indicted? Well, you know, uh, the fact that they didn't include me as a defendant in this, I think, is uh, encouraging news. It's quite clear that uh, I'm not the big fish they're after. Uh, What what they've done is uh, something that um, former Supreme Court Justice Robert Jackson warned against 80 years ago. When he when he spoke to the whole group of uh, U.S. attorneys around the country, said there's a the, the worst dangerous uh, power of a prosecutor is to is to decide on somebody they want to prosecute and then try and find some law to get him with, and that's what's going on here. It's it's a tactic that Stalin deployed by his head of his Secret Service, uh, Lavrenti Berea, and you know so clearly clearly Trump's the guy they wanted to go after, and they've been scouring the law books trying to find something they could pin on him. Now, have you heard about this defense attorney, John Laurel, and what he said to, on NBC News today? I, I have. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's, it, he, you know, and have a you, statement out. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one that pushed Trump to push Pence to do this. What President Trump had was an actual uh, opinion of counsel that his request to Vice President Pence was completely lawful and completely constitutional. Well, and we should we should be very clear what that request was, because it's not what the uh, what is contained in the language from the indictment you just read. 
my involvement with the electors was to remind everybody that we had pending litigation that would become moot if the Trump electors didn't also meet on the day designated by Congress and uh, and cast contingent votes. That was it. It's the exact same thing John Kennedy electors did in Hawaii in 1960, um, because the Constitution mandates a uniform day for the electors to vote. And if they don't vote on that day, even if they were subsequently certified as the rightful victors, their votes can't constitutionally be counted. So that's it. So if the legal, uh, the so if the lawsuits went Trump's way after January 6th, you say after December 14th was the key. Yeah. Right. When the electors voted. Yeah. Right. But this is now January 6th. Right. Weren't the electors this this well, uh, alternative the, the, electors? The lawsuits, yeah, the lawsuits were still pending then, uh, which is why more than 100 state legislators around the country in the swing states had asked Pence for a brief delay so that they could assess the impact of what everybody now acknowledges was illegality in the conduct of the election, changing of election dates, uh, allowing uh, for ballots to be counted without signature verification or or the statutory required voter ID, setting up drop boxes that were violations of state law in Wisconsin, those kind of things. And the legislators were asking for time now that they were back coming back into regular session. Their governors all refused to call them into special session. They were back in regular session, said we just need some time to assess the impact and whether this illegality affected the outcome of the election. And if it didn't, we'll let you know that, and you can proceed, and Biden wins. But if it did, you know, the notion that we're going to put in somebody there who didn't actually win, that's not that's contrary to our notion of consent of the government. So that's what Pence was asked to do, and that's what the advice I gave, and that's what Mr. Laurel was talking about this morning. Well, did you do something wrong by giving that advice to Trump? No, absolutely not. And I'll, de- I'll defend it if, if the Trump folks want to call me as a witness. Um, uh, you know, we'll defend the advice and he can, you know, say, look, this was this was from a, one of the leading constitutional scholars in the country on these issues. This was solid advice. It's an open question. It's hotly disputed, but it's certainly a credible argument to be made. And as a lawyer, I have an ethical obligation to advance, uh, you know, zealously advance the causes of my client with credible arguments. So you completely you completely stand by the advice you gave to Trump at that time. I do. I do. And and we'll continue to do so. You know, you know, if a court comes in and says, no, no, the, the role of the vice president was only a potted plant. He was an expensive letter opener. And that's it. Um, I don't think that's what the founders had in mind. Uh, but if a court comes in and says that, then I wouldn't give that advice. But no court has ever said that. Well, Mike, Mike Pence, uh, and called- we've, got, we've got several examples in our history of, of the president of the Senate doing exactly with what the advice I gave was Mike Pence called all Trump's lawyers crackpots, presumably including you. Well, he, he can he can say whatever he wants. The fact of the matter is he's he's pitching, he's running a campaign to be president of the United States, the leader of the free world, on the argument that he was just a potted plant. I don't think that's the kind of leadership skills the people in this country are looking for at the moment, which is why he's not even breaking through the 1% threshold in the polls. So if I'm hearing you correctly, John, what you're saying is at the time this is going on, December, January, you and the Trump team had legitimate reason to believe that this was still in doubt, that there could have been a lot of fraud out there. And therefore, we were just trying to present sort of a, an alternative to, uh, well, to things and, until we could and, sort this out. And people can look at my memo. I lay out nine different scenarios in my memo 
Uh, five of them Biden wins. But the scenario that I actually recommended was to accept these legislator requests to uh, delay for a week or 10 days so that they could get to the bottom of it. The, the president pro tem of the uh, Pennsylvania Senate, a letter was most powerful. It comes out flat out and says our election was conducted illegally. It should not have been certified. We want time to assess the impact and make sure due process is followed here. That's pretty damning evidence. And Pence himself admitted in his dear colleague letter on January 6th that there were serious allegations of fraud and more substantially numerous instances of state officials ignoring or violating state election law. Well, then you're talking about then or now, because most of these were were turned aside by the courts, were they not? Wait, the Trump lawyers lost 60 out of 60 cases in court. Where they were alleging that's, fraud. That's false. That's false, John. That's that's just not true. What's not true about uh, they, it? They, they, there, there were eight cases that were decided on the merits. The Trump people won eight, six of the eight cases. The rest of them were dismissed on various procedural grounds. Many of them weren't even filed by Trump people. They were filed just by uni- individual voters who had no standing. So so don't don't accept this kind of false narrative that's being put out there by the left and the kind of rhino Republican right that he lost all these cases. The fact of the matter is, in almost every instance, the courts did not consider the merits of the cases. All right. Can you hang on, John? Sure. All right. We're talking to John Eastman, and it's now pretty clear he is named as co-conspirator number two in the latest indictment against President Trump. This dealing with the 2020 election results and the run up to January 6th. John Eastman used to be the uh, law dean at Chapman University, and he was a top advisor to President Trump as they were trying to figure out what to do to fight back against the 2020 election results. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Trump attorney James Eastman, also John, known as John. John Eastman, rather. John Eastman, also known as a co-conspirator number two in the latest Trump indictment, and he provided a lot of the legal advice that convinced Trump that they should uh, enter uh, alternate slates of electors to Mike Pence when they were uh, going through the procedure to certify the election. Uh, John, um, do you think there was ever any evidence that there was enough fraud to change the outcome of the election? No question about it. No question about it. You look at Mike Gableman's report up in Wisconsin. He, he's a former Supreme Court justice on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. He was hired by the legislature to do a thorough investigation. He was blocked at every turn, but nevertheless was able to gather enough information to produce a report in March of last year and identified about 200,000 ballots that were illegal. Uh, the margin in Wisconsin was 20,000. Subsequently, courts in that state have held uh, that a number of things that the Secretary of State did were illegal, uh, barring the bipartisan team going into nursing homes. What we saw in the nursing homes was uh, that that one decision, illegal decision by the Secretary of State, uh, nursing home voter turnout, including in memory wings, went from 20 to 30 percent to nearly 100 uh, percent. And a lot of the ballots are done in the same handwriting. So the illegality opened the door for fraud. That fraud is demonstrable. And it's bigger than right. the margin of victory in Wisconsin. Trump, Trump's Same attorney, thing I could tell you in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and elsewhere. Okay, Trump's attorney general, William Barr, you know, on December 1st, after the election, said there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He runs the Department of Justice, and he yep. closed the case in, in a well, matter of weeks. This is, this is very important. And, and, and you guys, more than anybody on the radio, ought to, ought to 
uh, understand what's going on here. This is an authoritarian move by the government. Bill Barr said so. So we're all supposed to just ignore all the evidence and bow like sheep. Bill Barr didn't conduct any investigations. Uh, The the U.S. attorney up in Pennsylvania has said as much. Bill Barr said publicly we're going to investigate this stuff, but privately he was telling his U.S. attorneys not to investigate. Uh, the the uh, White House liaison was told the same thing from Barr. Um, we, we've got this now sworn in, in sworn testimony before the January 6th committee that Barr was not doing investigations. What he said was false. Well, well and, and who, way, he but wait a minute, wait a minute, John. He's a Trump appointee. You're acting like this is the yeah, deep well, state, and then Attorney General Barr was part of the deep state to prevent uh, this election from being decertified. He was a Trump appointee, but before that, he was a Bush appointee. So let's let's be very clear here. He's about as an establishment Republican guy as you can get, lifelong inside the Beltway guy. And when he makes that statement, and it is demonstrably false, we're all supposed to just bow and say, "Oh, well, let's drop all the evidence we have." <laughs> but of isn't, what you're, isn't what you're referring kind of to as these irregularities occur with every election? These are anecdotal no, stories. No, we're, we're we're talking on a scale here that we've never seen before. The nursing home thing that I talked about in 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 Wisconsin—that's never happened before. The setting up false, phony drop boxes—they call them human drop boxes—in Democracy in the Park ballot harvesting schemes in, in, in Madison, Wisconsin, the, the university town there. That was subsequently held to be illegal. The changing of the, of the dates for receipt of, of, of ballots or registration dates down in Arizona, these were all held to be illegal. The, the, this is not you know, a couple of individuals weighing in to vote uh, fraudulently and their votes getting through. This is election officials altering state law in order to benefit their preferred candidate. Because we all knew at the time that the Democrats were focusing on mail-in ballots while the Republicans were focusing on, on uh, in-person. And so if you loosen the standards or get rid of the, of the verification checks on the mail-in ballots, that has an obvious impact on the election. What do you think Trump thought at the time that he agreed to your plan to send the alternate elector sl- slates? Do you think he thought he lost but, but this was, was worth a shot? Yeah. This was worth a shot? No, look, the alternate electors were, was very clear. They were contingent on whether there was going to be subsequent authentication of them from a court action going Trump's way or a legislative action going Trump's way. Uh, neither of those things had happened. I certainly never advised that the electors without those certifications should be counted. The question is when they when they constitutionally needed to meet on December 14th and cast contingent votes, what would happen if, in fact, a court decision had said Trump won Pennsylvania? If they hadn't cast their votes on that day, they couldn't constitutionally be counted after the fact. Well, what so did well, so did Mike Pence? Wait, where, where do you stand on what Mike Pence did? Did Pence do the right thing, as he says, and follow the Constitution? No, he, he, he did not. He treated himself as just a potted plant up there with that no authority whatsoever to do anything to deal with the obvious fraud. Look, if, if there is if there is obvious fraud uh, and he wasn't even being asked to determine that there was fraud, he was being told by state legislators who were on the ground in the states that their election was conducted illegally. It opened the door for fraud. We want to try and assess whether the door was open big enough to have affected the outcome. Give us an extra week to make that assessment. That's what he was asked to do and what he refused to do. And there's nothing in the Constitution that prohibits that. Could you if actually could you actually have proven that 
in, in a week because on January 20th, a president has to be sworn in. There was hardly any time yeah. left. And when I hear you and other people talk about the complexity of these fraud cases, it always seems like this would take some, something that would take months, maybe a year or two to investigate. So so, so you, you forget a very critical point uh, in, in the law, which is when the illegality is demonstrated, the burden of proof shifts to the other side to show that the illegality didn't affect the result. The legislature was in a position to assess, based on the information they had, whether in their best judgment the illegality affected the results of the election. And if in their best judgment it didn't, then they send a note back and say, we recertify Biden electors because we can't prove otherwise. But if, in fact, in their best judgment, based on all the evidence that existed at the time, this, the, this illegality, which everybody acknowledges occurred, this illegality affected the outcome. And we're about to put in a guy in office who did not win the majority support of the American people. That's a, that's what, a problem. What do you think Trump thought? We're going to fix it. What do you think What's Trump that? thought? Because there's been conflicting information that he told people that he lost. He accepted that he lost. And then, of course, he went around publicly saying, no, it was rigged and stolen from me. What do you think he well, really I, thought? I, 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 know, I, know that's part of the, I know that's part of the indictment. I've not seen the depositions or the, uh, the, the, the basis for those claims. All I know is in all of my dealings with former President Trump, he never once uh, thought anything other than that the election had been stolen from him through illegality and fraud. Looking back, would you do anything differently? Well, no. I mean, look, I, if, if I'm right about all this stuff, we, the, the coup started back in 2016 with the constant effort to try and undermine Trump's administration. I mean, the, 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 the several years of this false Russia collusion story that, that you know, we, uh, that, that Hillary Clinton and Adam Schiff put the put the, the country through. I mean, this is this is a doubling down on that. And people within the administration that are supposed to be accountable to our elected president, we're doing everything they could for four years to undermine uh, the, the president. Uh, and, and then and then you get to the election. If, in fact, it, it was stolen by by illegal ballot, ballot harvesting, by suspension of laws without legislative approval, that meant they were unconstitutional. Then you've got a real coup on your hands that somebody uh, altered our election system in order to put a guy into office who did not have the support of the American people. Uh, and and that that is a huge problem for a country grounded on the consent of the governed. Now, John, you are an unindicted co-conspirator, so you are not going to cooperate in this case against the president in any way, I take it. <laughs> well, there, you know, we put out a statement uh, last night, my attorneys did, that said, you know, because there was some floating news that one of the reasons they're doing unindicted co-conspirators is maybe they can they can convince us to flip on the president and give him the dirt. I mean, two problems with that theory. One, as a lawyer, I have an ethical obligation uh, not to not to flip on my client. But two, I've got nothing to flip with because everything we did was above board. It was public. It was certainly with 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 historical precedent precedent or or uh, certainly plausible arguments to be made. Um, and, and the notion that I would go in and make something up to try and help the Department of Justice get Trump uh, in order to say myself that you guys know me well enough to know that's not who I am. Um, so we put out a statement uh, last night, no plea bargains. If uh, they bring an indictment against me, uh, no, no copying a plea. We'll go to trial. If I lose a trial, we'll take an appeal because I'm right about this. Our legal aspects of this are, are right. And what's going on here is an attempt to try and prevent attorneys from representing con uh, clients in controversial matters. 
that would destroy our adversarial system of justice. And this is a fight worth having. All right, John, we're so glad you came on. Thanks for talking to us. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Take All right, care. That's John Eastman, of course, the former dean at Chapman University Law School, a constitutional scholar, and of course, co-conspirator number two in the indictment against President Trump that was announced yesterday. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.